Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike is qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at ikeeisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. With Mr. Ike Eisenhower. Ike, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you, Dennis? I'm well. Uh, from what I hear tell, we had dodged some weather. Unfortunately, some of our folks in Little Rock did not fare so well, which I hate to hear. No, uh, you know, as this is being recorded, uh, we just had a big tornado go through West Little Rock and uh, heading up towards Burn Park, Burns Park, I believe. But uh, mm. a lot of damage around Rodney Parham. And um, I don't know, I just haven't, haven't heard all the news yet, but it's not good. Yeah, well, and so unfortunate but this really ties in and you know look everybody needs insurance or some type right. of plan mm-hmm. uh and and the yeah, first level through that here you, you, do, you guys do village. you guys do that y'all offer insurance <laughs> yes who, we do who, who knew who knew right no kidding yeah well, we uh in uh, april 2011 we had uh, a tornado that hit hot springs village and fountain lake and went up to valonia and was their second Second big tornado in Valonia in, in two consecutive years, you know, because they had one in 2010. But anyway, it caused a lot of damage here. Uh, we had over 100 claims, uh, a couple total losses. Um, it was it was uh, it was pretty bad one. We're used to when we have catastrophe claims here uh, in the insurance world. They uh, they uh, if you have a bunch of claims in a, in a particular day related to a particular event, they 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 call it a catastrophe or a cat. And so uh, most of our cats are hail cats. You know, we, we have hailstorms all the time. Yeah. And uh, but that one was uh, uh, that one was really bad. It was over 100 houses and, and some houses uh, seriously hit a lot of a lot of houses that didn't sustain so much damage as they had lost trees. I remember being in one neighborhood where there was uh, they were on Lake Balboa and and uh, beautiful little neighborhood with trees across the cove and and uh, when the storm passed through it wiped out all those trees and so all the backs of the houses they're all open there you could look in there and look at all your neighbor's windows you know and so i mean it was it was uh i mean i mean you know i i mean i i just can't imagine being a situation you you live in this paradise and then one minute later your uh, your property's destroyed you don't have and, any trees. Uh, yeah. yeah. You no trees. I mean, and, and uh, you know, even if you don't have damage to the house, that's a pretty big deal. 
That's a know? very big deal. Well, and I, if I remember, it came up through the south side of Lake Coronado. It came across Coronado Golf Course. It came through Balboa, and then it came right back across Balboa Lake. And, you know, for the casual observer. Yeah, the Ponce uh, yeah. Uh, Golf Course area, yeah. Yeah, and for the casual observer, I wasn't living here at the time. I was still living in Little Rock. I just saw a lot of uprooted trees, but mm-hmm. those trees fall a lot of places, don't they? Yes, they do. And, and uh and for a while there, if you looked at Google Earth or you you looked at a view of the village, you saw this brown stripe that that uh, that followed the path of the tornado where all those trees were knocked down. It really yeah. was. And there was one over by Woodland, the Woodlands. There was one on mm-hmm. the yep, right, uh, 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 Balbaric or whatever. Uh, all that Bar- to say. Yeah. So, OK, number one, you need insurance at a, at a bare level or some type of plan. What do right. you do beyond that? And and you had alluded one time in a previous conversation we had to like a planner or a, a, like a test. How does this work? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, what you're referring to is, uh, you know, we can protect you for your auto insurance and your home insurance. And, and uh, you know, some of the most important things that you have are uh, on what we call the property casualty side, you know, protecting your, your things, your house, your cars. Uh, protecting yourself from lawsuits through high levels of liability insurance. Uh, a lot of people get a liability umbrella policy uh, to, you know, just in case they have an accident and, uh, and we protect them against the lawsuit. And, uh, but there's also uh, financial security, uh, which is, uh, which is what you're talking about too, where, um, you know, there's all sorts of other risks out there too, financial risks, uh, uh uh, long-term care risks, uh, longevity risk. You know, you know what longevity risk is, Dennis? I don't have a clue. I'm living too long. I don't know. That is, that's exactly what it is. It's living too long uh, because that's a risk multiplier. You know, and uh, a lot of people are comfortable living up to a certain point in time, but they're afraid of running out of money. And so, uh, the longer you live, the longer, uh, the more it affects things like uh, long-term care. You know, because the older you are, the more likely you are to need something like that or to uh, outlive a spouse and not have somebody there to take care of you in your later years. And so you have to go to a facility or something where you have people taking care of you. Um, even things like there, we have all sorts of people who are retiring on uh, CDs and, and fixed interest investments. And they, they think, uh, you know, I'm, I want to be safe. You know, I don't want I don't want to take any market loss. Well, if you're 65 years old and you jump to that strategy too early and you live another 25 years, well, you, you've lost a lot of money to inflation uh, over those years. And uh, and so that's a risk. You know, so so there's all sorts of different things that you can do to protect yourself against things like that. You know, everybody should have some safe money, uh, but um, but nobody should get too safe too quick. You know, the actual minimum risk portfolio that was um, that that's comes from real calculations of stocks and bonds and everything still involves about thirty three percent equities in in, a, in, a, in an account. So you well, should have some stocks in there. So in my mind, I, I can imagine all these external things coming. You know, a, a mm-hmm. tornado or, or whatever, right? right. Mm-hmm. But I can't. There's no way to calculate a tornado. I mean, what are the well? I say there's not, but you know, with what certainty? But 
this tool that you're talking about, can you put all the factors in and say, okay, you, you, you're relatively healthy at this age and you've got these resources and you've got this in the bank and you got these, is there a way to calculate this? I mean, nothing's for certain. I get it, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done that even, you know, personally, you know, you put pen to paper and you can do it, but you can't factor everything into it, you know, because, because there's a lot of moving parts that take a, you know, even if you even if you can come up with the best spreadsheet that you can invent, uh, you're still not going to take in all, all those factors into an account. And so, so yeah, there is software. You put in your income, you put in uh, your uh, Social Security, you put in your assets. You can you can put it down to, uh, you know, I have I have this much money in these mutual funds, and it will uh, and uh, and it will calculate it for you. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, and, and when, when, all, when you punch all that stuff in there at the end, there's a, there's a block that, uh, that you click on and it says, uh, you know, will I be successful in this retirement plan? You click on that and it will run a thousand random trials in what they call a Monte Carlo simulator. And it will give you a percentage of how many of those trials were successful and how many of those trials were not successful. And so the average retiree, you know, you want to be in that, um, you know, 80 to 100 percent chance of success range, you know. And uh, and, uh, you know, of course, some people some people are very blessed to be in that 99 percentile, you know, the very, very top of the list. And others out there, are, uh, you know, you punch those numbers in there and they're 30, 40 percent. And it, it will give you some recommendations what you can do to increase your chances of succeeding. So th- this is not just, and I can hear the casual observer go, well, this is based on how much money you've got. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's, it's based on your expenditures and your lifestyle and that, right? I mean, is that truth also? Exactly. Exactly. I remember reading years ago uh, that um, of all the factors that go into a successful um successful investing the return on what you get is the least has the least impact of everything else really what has the most impact is is how much you spend how much you are dedicated to saving how much you do to improve your your standard of i mean your uh, your income so that you can save for retirement and everything and so anyway all those things make a lot more inter- uh, a lot more um uh impact on what you end up with at retirement than the return on what you get. And but, so but, anyway, but nobody, nobody focuses on that. Everybody focuses on the the return, you know, well, yeah, I got a 12%, I got a 14%. Well, but if you're spending 20%, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, well, I'm doing, I'm, I'm saving in a 401k. Well, how much are you saving? What are you saving it in? Uh, can you cut your spending a little bit and save a little bit more? Uh, you know, there are so many so many factors that that can go into that. I and mean, I had I had a young lady come in. She's oh maybe forty or so, and uh, had not really saved for retirement and was trying to save. What uh, was you know had a, had an idea in her mind about what she could do. And uh, anyway, and uh, her score was in the thirties. You know, thirty something percent. Like, well, you have to do a little bit more. And, you know, there are other things that she hadn't factored into it, like uh, she had to, uh, she had a life insurance need. You know, what happened, if, if something happened to her, mm-hmm. you know, what would happen to the kids? Well, I mean, that was, 
disastrous to her. <laughs> she, wow. said, she said, I can, I need to take care of that first. It's like, absolutely. You know, cause you can't, uh, you know, you got to take care of the, the risks first before you can invest for, you know, to, to make money. And so anyway, it all, everything, everything should happen, um, in order, you know, you take care of your risk first, then you invest to make money. And then if you're fortunate enough to have enough, um, then you start worrying about legacy things. You know, how do you yeah. leave money to the next generation? Where, where do you want your money to go? How do you take care of those things? Well, and so pardon my naivete, and, and it's been a really wonderful relationship with you, Ike, because we've learned so much. But to be very frank about it. Everybody looks at a life insurance company and says, well, they do life in- or insurance company. Well, they do hard life auto. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah. it. And mm-hmm. and that's where they quit looking at you. You offer this service. I mean, I could come in and you could run a profile on me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, I've been fighting this battle for 25 years. I just had my 25th anniversary in agency. And the very first year I started was the very first year I got uh, to be a registered representative. And start selling State Farm mutual funds back then, and uh, and here it is, twenty five years later, I still get. And, well, you do that? <laughs> I didn't know you do that. And it's like, yeah, we do it now. It's like we do it with uh, BlackRock, American Funds, uh, Jackson National Life Insurance Company. We've got State Farm Life Insurance Company uh, annuities and life insurance products. We've got a, we've got a, a access to, uh, and uh, we have a relationship with U.S. Bank. We used to have State Farm Bank for CDs and money market accounts, and mm-hmm. and now we get preferred um, uh, CD rates and all from US Bank, and so we have access to all those different things now. And it's well, uh, so and, and it's hard to get people to realize that, but we do all, all those things. Well, because that it, it doesn't say State Farm Financial Counseling; it says State Farm, you know, insurance. So yeah. that we yeah. we get that stuck in our heads. You, you go right. back to the the forty year old lady there. Um, and I'm not being harsh, but I imagine she had a pretty rude awakening that she, you know, she, and, and let me back up. Everybody invests in mutual funds because that's what they're told to do that. Yeah. I should have a mutual fund. Well, why should you? I mean, mm-hmm. people don't know why they just have heard that's what they should do. And right. the same t- reason for insurance. And um, you and I've had these discussions many times. What is life insurance for? Well, it's tax-free. I mean, there's a lot of variables there, but, mm-hmm. When's the right time for somebody to come and see you? Is it in the forties? Was it, and I don't mean this wrong, but was it too late for her? Was she, was she in a corner? Well, you know, it's like the old expression, what's the best time to plant a tree? You know, you, you can't go back 20 years and plant a tree. So yeah. you, do, you do it today, you know? Today. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's not too late. I mean, it, it it's a challenge, but it, it, once again, it gets into all those other factors other than how much return am I getting? You know, it gets down to how much can I afford to save? Can I cut back on an expense or two and save a little bit more? Um, there's all sorts of things that you can do uh, that that can make up for lost time if you're disciplined enough to do it. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not too late. I mean, obviously, the best time to to start is when you're young, when you're twenty something, whatever. But you know, even we. You know, my, my clientele is not 20 something year old for the most part. Uh, for the most part, I, I have retirees and uh, most people here, they have a, a pot of money in which they they uh, they have to dip and live off of. And and uh, and so um, most of my conversations with people who are who have something and they're just trying to make it last. Yeah. And, well, one of, and one of my favorite quotes there is 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 if you're 
outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep becomes your downfall. Is that fair enough? <laughs> yeah, very clever. Yeah. Yeah. If your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep becomes your downfall. And, you know, your point to your point, it's easy to, I can't go and change what the market's going to pay out this year, but I can right. change what I'm buying. I can change how many vacations I take. I can change. And I was just, we were thinking about this meeting today. I was just thinking, what would, if, if somebody came to me and said, you know, so 20 something, the 20 something me came and said, you know, what financial advice would you have? The, I don't know why this hit me across the head, but I was like, never, ever, ever put a meal on a credit card. Ever. <laughs> ever. Not unless yeah. you just want to pay for that credit, that, that meal for forever. And Right. But in that yeah, same you just, token. You just want to pay for that meal once, you know, not yeah, multiple well, times. Yeah, I enjoyed it once and I paid for it 200 times for the next mm -hmm. 200 months or whatever, you know. Yeah. I yeah. think I think that there's a lot of I think there's a lot of common sense that we don't use as common sense anymore. I mean, just decrease your expenditures, right? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, life gets in the way. You know, sometimes we all get whacked with it two by across the forehead every once in a while, and and uh, you know, sometimes divorce or uh, health problems or you know yeah. problems with children or something like that. I mean, there are things that set people back, you know? Sure. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, you do run into people in their forties or whatever that don't have a lot of savings. And, and to be honest, that's the norm. That's, that's really? not the exception. Yeah. Most people are, I mean, even at retirement age, you know, um, 90, more than 90% of people are not fully prepared to retire and, uh, and they don't, they just don't may not realize it or they just, you know, figured, hey, I'm going to be like this and and just resign themselves to that at an, at an early age and don't do anything about fixing it. And so anyway, I mean, that's just unfortunately, that's that's what we uh, what we have to deal with. And so in situations like that, it's like, look, let's 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 protect the safe stuff. You know, we're being an insurance company. We're really good at doing and taking care of the, the safe stuff. You know, because that's in our blood is to is to protect you against risk. And um, and so um, and and then after that, then you could get into the more speculative stuff, you know. Yeah, well, but, but being too safe doesn't mean keep out of the stock market entirely. You know, I mean, there's there's strategies to do it. You know, first of all, you can just get a income mutual fund or something like that. If you really want to do it the simple way that does have some stocks in there but mostly other things like bonds um another strategy which i one of my favorite strategies is set aside let, let's say let's say you're um out of your retirement portfolio you need to supplement your social security by uh twenty thousand a year okay um you set set aside eighty thousand dollars four years of that okay put that into something safe something that you're not going to lose money on and the good years, you take money out of your 401k or your, your IRA. You take it out of there. And, uh, uh, but in a bad year, let's say 15% down in the market. And those years, don't take it out of there because then you take a temporary loss and you turn it into a permanent one. Okay. So, um, great example when the dot com crash happened in 2000, 2001, 2002, we had some you know, huge years, you know, some of the 
you know, four great years in the market. I mean, just unbelievably great years. Yeah. People were making a fortune and everybody was, <clears throat> everybody was loving the stock market. All of a sudden, boom, 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 three down years in a row. So anyway, if you take, if you use that strategy, you would take out of your safe money year one. And then your safe money year two, and then the safe money year three, and then in 2004, the market bounced back. Well, what do you do? You take it out of your, your IRA or your 401k, and you, um, and you replenish the, uh, the savings. So you take your one year out there, and then you replenish your savings back into whatever your savings account might be. Which, and your savings account could be, once again, CDs, money market accounts, cash value, life insurance. And there's all sorts of things out there that you can put it into. Well, and so, where I'm, anyway. where I'm, no, where I'm thinking, and I love this because and your, your per term, which could not be more pertinent, you just made your losses permanent. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to restep. When you take that money out, you're not going to get your position back in the market with that money at any time again. Right. 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 Yeah. There, there's uh, the, this guy, uh, Tom Hegna, that I follow, and he uh, he always says the riskiest years for any retiree of five years before and five years after retirement. Mm-hmm. And I think of a guy just um, off the top of my head. I'm thinking of a guy who retired in March of 2000, uh, right after I'd started um, in, in agency. And, and uh, anyway, and he was building this nice big house and everything and uh, stayed aggressive in the market and got whacked big time because that crash started happening in March of that year. And within a few months, all of a sudden he was struggling to come up with enough money to finish his house. Mm. And, uh, and so anyway, that um, the house never got finished fully the way that he wanted it to be finished or at least, um, um, well, at least I think he had to cut corners or whatever. And he did yeah. a lot of stuff. Still, sure. in order to in order to get it the way that he wanted it, and uh, but um, you know, once again, he uh, he was drawing from something or, or taking a uh, uh, a big hit in the market that year, and then making it permanent because that's where he had to draw his money from. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, and, and that's that's what happens if uh, um, if 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 you don't use the proper strategies. You know, you can you can really burn yourself that way. And, let me uh, ask you. Anyway. Let me ask you. I, I know you love to travel, you and, and Sonia, and we do too. Mm-hmm. I don't use a travel agent per se, but maybe I should. You know, maybe that would be the best use of for some things in particular. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I, last time I've been in Greece was never. Last time I was in Italy was never. That kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, last time I was a financial consultant or a financial advisor was never, but I do know one. And I think he's at 501-984-4100. If I'm, did I say 901, 501-984-4100? No, you said right. Yeah. I yeah, said yeah. 501-984-4100. Yes. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm being funny, but at the same time, I'm serious. Somebody could just call, schedule an appointment with you, come in, lay out their, their numbers. You could crunch them or, or help them just evaluate a solution to a long-term investment solution from a professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we had a guy uh, come in a couple of weeks ago and uh, he came in because he watched us talk about this on a previous podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we're, he's going to send me a, he, he did a spreadsheet and he's going to send me a spreadsheet and we're going to actually punch that into the computer and see how it works for him. 
So anyway, and if, if, if there's any recommendations, we'll, uh, we'll be able to find out. Well, great. And, and here's the deal. One of the times we talked about this, I didn't even know there was a calculator available like this. You know, you, yeah. you and I had talked offline and your comment was, well, you know, you've got so many different buckets, Dennis, you'll probably be okay. And I'm like, I've got buckets. <laughs> I, I no, I mean, I really, I've never even seen it that way. I didn't think, okay, well, that's a bucket and this is a bucket and that's a bucket and I'm working on a bucket and, huh. But I mean, to, I guess what I'm saying is to have a, a view from above, a hierarching, independent, third-party view. I, I, one of the things that I guess here in the village, and I know we used to have these a lot, but we had investment clubs where people would sit around and talk about the hot stock of the day and the, and the, the cryptocurrency and the whatever. In love, it seemed to kind of go from one fad to another. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I've I've had several conversations over the years with people who do that. Um, you know, somebody was in recently and they get their stock tips from um, YouTube. They, they subscribe <laughs> to a YouTube channel. I'm and, sorry, I know it's not funny, but <laughs> but it is funny if you think about it. Well, you know, there's there's always something out there. There's yeah. there's uh, you know. Today, this is hot. Next day, that's hot. Next day, that, that's hot. And they find themselves jumping around over and over again. And uh, and, I, and I know the feeling because I subscribed to a couple investment newsletters. And and um, years ago, I, I took a lot of my money and I started investing it individually. And I find I found myself jumping around so much following, well, this one says to do this. This one says to do that. And you can drive yourself crazy doing something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and, and of course you're following somebody else's advice that sometimes works out great. Sometimes it doesn't, you know? And so anyway, uh, and, uh, and sometimes I think it's like my, my um, 401k is, uh, excuse me. uh, My 401k is, is doing just as well as all these individual things that I'm paying money to on, on, exactly. on this uh, newsletter to do. It just jumps around so much. So anyway, but, but your point being, and I know you and Sonia, you're focused on your expenses too. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. just invest and think, okay, well, if I invest enough, it'll be bright. Or if I get chase this other 2%, mm-hmm. that's not going to make as much difference as, as your spending habits are, are exactly. huge. It's huge yeah. in that. Uh, Pay yourself was, first. And I'm curious if somebody came and made an appointment, they came to see you, came to talk about this. Do you charge a percent? Is it a flat fee? What What are your services cost? I don't have a clue. You know, uh, it's a, a few years ago, um, a few years ago, there was um, uh, something happened with the Department of Labor and it, it just kind of it affected the investing world. Uh, mm-hmm. It was called the fiduciary rule that ended up getting um, changed. And anyway, so, so, uh, a, a lot of the brokers went to, um, advisory fees. I mean, that's just kind of the way that the industry worked years ago. So basically if you had, uh, let's say, uh, $300,000 invested, uh, you had to, you have to pay a broker, let's say a percentage or a percentage and a half of that. So it might cost you $4,500 a year for, uh, for that advisor to, to do that for you we don't have that yet we're about to get it uh but um for us it's still going to be optional and for most people to be honest most people that i deal with we're better off just paying one commission uh 
you know, when sales load that, and being done with it forever and ever, you know, I, you know, I'm not the kind of advisor that's going to be pushing you into this fund and that fund and churning you here and there, which is, which is one of the reasons they come up, came up with the rule because advisors were, went every, every, anytime they wanted to take another trip or something like that, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to move people from this fund to that fund, get an extra commission. And, uh, and so anyway, uh, it's like, we, we don't do that here. You know, we've got a ton of mutual funds. Let, let's say you're in mutual funds. We, we got a ton of them through American funds. We got a ton of them through BlackRock. And if you're in BlackRock funds, I can put you in a different BlackRock fund without costing you a dime, you know? Wow. And why why move you from BlackRock to American funds if it's going to result in a sales level, you know? Right. And so right. anyway, you know, it's, everything's got to pass the mom test. Would you would you do this with your mom's money, you know? And uh, anyway, so we don't we do not do that kind of thing. You know, usually it's just, uh, um, you know, whatever the commission is for whatever product you're getting, you know, whether it be an annuity, a mutual fund, a life insurance policy or something like that. Well, you know, being frankly in the podcast business, I, I understand and I see a lot of podcasts. I see a lot of, of advertising. When you talked about YouTube, I, I didn't mean for it to be funny, but you don't know the financial incentives those people have to encourage you to purchase a certain thing. To, mm-hmm. to have an independent investor who can say, uh, independent consultant who can say, eh, this this may or may not be better for you, not based on what comes in my pocket, but mm-hmm. based on what's going to work for you. And frankly, you're going to be my neighbor and we're going to live around each other for the right. next 30 years. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you, you know, a lot of people follow Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Dave Ramsey has a lot of great advice. And uh, like, but people, people call into his radio show and I've heard the radio show too. And, and, uh, and they'll, they'll say, hey, I got this, 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 and this, and he will give them advice, you know, based upon a, a two minute conversation or not even two minutes, like a two minutes, maybe a minute and a half long summary of, uh, of what's going on in their life. And there's so many other things that factor into it. You can't do that in a minute and a half. And so anyway, uh, so you do have, I mean, even if you follow a Dave Ramsey type thing, uh, you know, it's it's still a good good thing to sit down and talk with somebody and and uh, and get a little bit more in depth because you know he might be missing something that might be might pertain to you. You know, I, I love Dave Ramsey, but it doesn't mean that it applies. To, it doesn't mean that that fits your situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, Dave Ramsey, one of one of the big things that uh, in the insurance industry, you know, a lot of people don't like the fact that he doesn't like cash value life insurance, and uh, well. Um, you know, his thing is buy term and invest the difference. And, uh, but most people don't, they'll buy term and not invest the difference or, uh, even funny, you know, you know, you know how many years of income Dave Ramsey says you should have in life insurance? Three, 10 years, 10, ten years. years. So yeah, I mean, if, if you're making 50,000 years, you should have a half million dollars. And how many people have a half million dollars in life insurance? Not nearly enough. Not nearly, Not nearly enough. And so anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, more people should follow that, at least get more um, term insurance. But on, on the downs, I mean, there's so much value to cash value life insurance that I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people walk in here uh, uninsurable after the age of 70 and they need life insurance and, they're, and, and uh, we can't do anything. Oh, because, happens, oh. oh. It happens all the time. 
happens all the time because they they didn't do it. It's like, you know, if you'd had cash value, cash value life insurance in your 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s, like you wouldn't have you wouldn't be worrying about this. You know, you, this would you'd have not be an issue or or have 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 short term or, you know, have the short and then say, OK, well, I dropped it and I lost it a couple of years. OK, well, now we're back to zero. You have nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, I, yeah. I, You're back there. You like you buy term insurance for 20 years and you have nothing to show for it at the end. It's like renting. You know, yeah, literally, literally. Well, is I, it I to own a home or is it better to rent a home? In the long run, it's cheaper to own own a home. You know, the the home will pay for itself and uh, and be an asset for you forever. And that's what cash value life insurance life insurance is compared to term. I think, as Paul Harvey would say, and that's the rest of the story. It doesn't all fit in a twenty second clip. By the yes. way, I, I, we've got to run here, and I really appreciate your time today. I, I want to share one little uh, Dave Ramsey story, if I can, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a guy call in that was in his, I think he was 23 or something. He was working at a college, and and he said he was working 20 hours, and that uh, it was just killing him. He had a full load, and he was working 20 hours. And he said, well, what are you doing? And he told the guy he was working at a bar or something like that, and he said, well, and you're not able to make it on 20 hours. He said, yeah. He said, I, you know, he said at the end of the month, I just get that 20 hours. And Ramsey about blew a gasket. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> 20 hours a month, 20 hours a month, put down the beer pong buddy and go back to work and you can work, you know, work 16 hours a day. Da, 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 da. You know how Ramsey is. I mean, he was oh, tearing, yeah, yeah. The, tearing the guy a new one, which was a valid point i thought yeah, yeah absolutely my, my favorite Dan, dave ramsey thing is uh um live like nobody else lives today so that you can live like nobody else lives tomorrow and uh and in other words cut back today you know people people are spending money on things that are that are uh, frivolous and expensive and and uh um and and uh if you do that and you sock it away and save and be smart about it. Then, then in the future, you're gonna you're gonna have a, a much better chance of of doing better than your peers. You know, when it comes to retirement. So well, anyway, and, and you touched on it. You touched on. I, you know, you talk about people who who buy term and invest. Oh, look, there's a boat. Hey, you know, honey, we've wanted a boat. <laughs> we should. And you know, you the, you get distracted by the sparkly things, mm-hmm. and then ten years down the road, you're like, okay, well, let's talk about retire. Oh boy, we really aren't in a very good place, are we? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so, I, anyway. I tell you what, it's been a pleasure. Ike Eisenhower, 501-984-4100. Find him on the web, Ike Eisenhower State Farm, 501-984-4100. And I promise you, Ike is just what he is here. You can sit down and talk with him. It's completely private and confidential. I, I would guess, and I frankly, had it not been for the last few years, I think if I came to talk to you, Ike, it would be tempting to be embarrassed or, or you know, feel like I'm going to get scolded by the teacher or whatever. But it's not that way. You see people like the like that, me and uh, and everybody all the time, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and sometimes I'm surprised. I mean, I I had somebody in uh, recently, a retired doctor, and I kind of figured, well, they know all this stuff. And I was shocked at how little they knew about it. It's like really? they just didn't pay attention. So anyway, you just have to. Uh, so you just have to get back and get into educational mode. And and um, anyway, it's you know he had more important things to think about <laughs> than. Uh, 
he had more important things to think about until it was time to think about this. He had to worry about uh, keeping people alive, and and uh, and so he just trusted other people to do it. And um, and so anyway, listen. So that's fine. It's like I'll play that role for you. You know. Well, but, we appreciate. It. I can tell you what, and actually. Uh, as a sponsor for the Boys and Girls Club this last couple of weeks ago, and as all of you as you do, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, that's my favorite. I mean, uh, of all the things I sponsor, my my uh, the the one that touches my heart more than anything else is that Boys and Girls Club. Well, I, we actually recorded with Susan and Clara this morning and Emma. Uh, okay. Amy, and uh, yeah. and and I wanted to do one with you too, but I had a full screen. If you get my drift, uh, mm-hmm. but. As I went through it, I, uh, Susan called the other day and said, you know, you won some things at the gala at the silent auction. Come pick them up. You know, come get your stuff. You know, and I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, and I'd never seen the building before. Lived, lived here 10 years, been coming in here 20 years. Never walked in the building before. Didn't know they had alternate learning there during the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it took me about five minutes to hug Susan and say, you are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> you yeah. really are doing the Lord's work. I mean, and she has a heart for it. It's her passion. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, what, what it brings to the community, Ike is immeasurable. And I, I'm, I appreciate your support. Yeah. Susan, Susan had, uh, did a fantastic job of, um, uh, picking up the pieces of that club when we, uh, when we made the merge with the Sleen County club, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, she jumped in there and, uh, I mean, the hours and the work she put into making that club successful was just unbelievable. And, uh, and she's still there today. And, and, uh, so anyway, yeah, nothing but respect for what she's done over there and, uh, and doing a great job. I'm sorry. What great people to work with. Yeah. It's a delight. It really is. And with Ike Eisenhower insurance, buddy, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. All right, Dennis. Thanks. Thanks for watching and listening to hot Springs village inside out a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.